Greetings, patron. Hi. And other people, if you're listening to this later. Welcome to another Cracker Classics 80s, 80s edition. edition. We are your hosts, Hi. Ian and Joshua. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right. Kind of excited. I have not seen this before, so. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen this. Ten years, maybe. This was back when people thought Nicolas Cage was a serious actor. Uh, maybe. No, this is around the time he got his Oscar nods in it. It's a little before that. Yeah, but he hadn't yet become the caricature of himself that we know and love today. Well, he was a different caricature (laughs) at this time. We're watching Raising Arizona. Yep. Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter can't have kids, so they steal a child. Like you do. I suppose, at least in the 80s, you can do that. Especially if some rich person had five. Like, rich people always have extra. Steal from them. But do they get away with it? I have no idea. When you steal from the rich, do you get away with it? (laughs) Unfortunately, almost never. Spoilers. It's not like stealing from the poor. You get away with that almost every goddamn time. It's a prerequisite to being rich. (laughs) Yeah. How dare you steal what I have rightfully stolen? (laughs) How dare you take it back? (laughs) Yeah. So it is a little weird that we have Nicolas Cage, who is a child of a very uh, big family, rich, important movie family, stealing a child because he can't. (laughs) I don't know. You got to do what you got to do, right? Is having a kid what you have to do? No, I'm talking about the stealing. Can't have a kid, gotta steal one. If you wanted a kid to begin with. I suppose that's the caveat there. I guess. There are other, even less savory options, I suppose. There's always less savory options. Stealing is just, uh, intoxicating. It's fun to steal. But we're talking about stealing a person. That's even more fun. Higher stakes. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to have a few ethical questions and dilemmas before we go through this movie, I do believe. I don't really remember what all happens. <laughs> I, I know that Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter are like professional thieves or they're... Oh, so they're just doing They're crooks they in some way. And... They're playing to their strengths, Right. Maybe. I feel like the stealing of the child was not exactly intentional, but they ended up with the kid anyways. I don't remember. I I, I know literally nothing about this movie except that Nicolas Cage has a bad mustache. No, there is that, yeah. That's all I know. And Arizona is the kid's name. That's mm-hmm. two things I know, and that covers the extent of my knowledge. This is a Coen Brothers movie. Okay, three things I know. <laughs> so we're going to have that, like, this feels like it could happen in real life, but it's definitely not happening in real life sort of feel to it, yeah, if the, that makes the, sense. No, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. The, Collins are, uh, the Coens are fantastic at polishing the turd that is Americana. Yes. Um. <laughs> they, they take something that, I mean, it kind of happened. 
and then we switch it around just a little bit and it still feels like it could have happened but now it's somehow unbelievable but still real but not unbelievable yeah somehow more believable than what would really happen mm-hmm. it, it's it's so real it's hard to explain i yeah i love the cohen's you just have to experience it so i suppose we should go do that yep then we'll have a little more to talk about mhm we'll uh, be back for our intermission impressions and uh, diapers Mountains, mountains of stinky diapers. 20-minute diatribe on terrible mustaches. We may save that for the curtain call. Either way, it's happening. Well, uh, definitely is a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, yes. A little early Coen Brothers. There's not a... Well, yeah. Some things are not fully out there just yet. They're trying things. You... Trying to tell me this movie isn't fully out there? No, oh, it's out there. <laughs> but it's more out there than a normal Coen Brothers movie. Valid. You know, the scene we just saw with the robbing of the convenience store and then the pack of dogs going into private property, the cops and the kid from the convenience store still chasing him. Yeah, it's a little excessive. It's not believable. You know, we had that conversation about Coen Brothers, they could stretch things, but it's still in the realm of possibility. Yeah. That wasn't. True. Everything up up to that point was. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Though I've, I wonder, does, does this movie give Arizona a bad name? Arizona is the Florida of the 80s, so no. Okay. I mean, I've not been to Arizona, so I don't know, but it feels very southern. <laughs> Oh, I've lived in Arizona. It is. Okay. It definitely is. If it weren't for the cacti and the, the mountains and the deserty feel, you wouldn't know that this was Arizona. If you'd lived in Arizona, you would. All right. Yeah. It, Fair enough. It, it feels very Arizona. Okay. Very Arizona. Direct your hate mail to Joshua, not me, because I just don't know, but he knows. <laughs> you can point your rifles at him. Because it's not armed robbery. The gun ain't loaded. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I was wrong. It's extremely premeditated. Yep. They see the quintuplets born on the news and they go, oh, they have too much to handle. We'll take one off your hands. Yep. We can By which I mean we'll just you. take one. We'll go baby which, shopping. Test them out. Really? Like, that's... <laughs> that goes on entirely too long. You don't take 20 minutes to choose a child when you're stealing one. Out of someone else's house while they're home. These aren't the smartest people. That describes everyone in this movie. Yes. Yes, it does. Right down to the parents of the quintuplets. How long did it take for them to go, maybe we should check on them? Yeah. They're all very well-behaved toddlers, though. Incredibly well-behaved toddlers. Mm -hmm. Good actors, too. All boys. Literally had five boys. I think so. I don't know the like ratio when it comes to multiple child births if what the odds of them all being the same sex are. Well, it depends. It just feels unbelievable. On identical versus fraternal. Well, that's true. They did all very much look alike. Yes, they did. Just... But if it's uh like they said fertility treatment related, they're more likely fraternal. That's true. So, they said she took a bunch of yeah, fertility drugs. The odds of them all being boys are not great. 
But we had to have the names. Harry, Larry, Barry, Jerry, and Nathan Jr. Yep. We think Nathan Jr. is the one they took. Everyone thinks Nathan Jr. is we the think. one they took. We're pretty sure. But nobody's sure. Everyone thinks it, but nobody's sure. Well, of course, Dad's not going to know. No. And so Mom thought, too, so. Yeah. At least his uh, reaction to the FBI was at least genuine. Yep. Like, why Why are you asking me these stupid questions? I didn't do it. My kid. Go find, find my, my kid, who's obviously kid. not here, so why are you here? <laughs> that felt very real. Just the frustration of the victim in that situation. Yep. Of course, I've never had one of my quintuplets stolen, so I don't know how you would feel. It's been too long for me. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about the work ethic of Nathan, Arizona, though. Yep. Do it my way or watch your bet. I'll put the fear of God into you, and if you don't do as I say, you will see why you are afraid. They are all disgruntled employees. Oh, yeah. And... This is the 80s, so we assume that's just how business works. Mm -hmm. That's that's how he made profit. That's how he was able to afford having five kids at once. Yep. But it was still more than they can handle. And that was Ed's justification for taking a child. Well, we don't know it was more than they could handle. It's said in that newspaper article. He was quoted as saying, we have more than we can handle. Oh. He laughed. It was supposed to be like a joke. joke. Yeah, yeah, but she just read, oh, he said that. He admits it. I have justifiable cause to do what I want to do. Yeah, because as a member of law enforcement, former member of law enforcement, she's got to justify her own actions, legal or not. It's a cop we're dealing with here. So long as I'm justified in my actions, it's okay. Doesn't matter if what I'm doing is illegal, as long as I can justify it. I justified it. it, it's fine. Yep. Let me explain to you why this is okay. Why it's okay for me to curse in front of the child, but it's not okay for you to curse in front of the child. Why it's okay for me to coerce you into stealing a baby, but not okay for you to rob convenience stores. Oh, that's true. It's, you can commit crime when I'm making you do it. Because I'm not going to commit crime. Nope. I'm not an accessory to anything. (laughs) Just a portal into the cop mind. Yep. Meanwhile, she has a baby in the front seat of the car. Well, it was the 80s. That, that was my next question. Was that just what they did in the 80s before we knew better? Yeah, car seats were barely a thing in the 80s. Uh, like, it was a new thing. And now they've got to be back seat, facing backwards, yep. until they're like 70 pounds. And then they got to use boosters until they're 80. 13. Or, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to be in a booster seat until you're old enough to drive. Practically, yeah. <laughs> I liked Ed's uh, definition of decent company, though. Yeah? That was not decent company. That was far from decent company. Holy shit. But, you know, it's a high supervisor down at the plant. Mm -hmm. It's someone in a managerial position who could benefit High's career. And they have kids, so they're a shining example of how we can be good parents to this child that we stole. Except they're awful fucking parents. Yes, and people. Yeah. Just all this Polish jokes right there just discounts you. I mean, Dot's no fun either. Especially when they're not even funny. They were just Polish people are stupid, Mm -hmm. ha ha. Yep. Which is most racist jokes. Yeah, most blonde jokes. It's funny because they're this. Mm, No. But you can make a good joke with that premise. 
still doesn't justify the premise, but you can oh, yes. make a good joke with that premise. You were less stupid. Like submarines with screen doors. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, those were not. Mm-mm. But of course it wasn't that that made him punch him. Nope. It was the offer of being swingers. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend two minutes around you in normal conversation. There's no way in hell I'm interested in fucking you and your wife. Um, well, it was just wife swapping. It wasn't. Uh, there's a difference there. There is. It was literally just <laughs> but wife I'm just... swapping. The boys will not touch. <laughs> we will not make the penises kiss because this is the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're still refusing to acknowledge the AIDS crisis. Despite dressing very, very gay. Oh, God, the 80s was the gayest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crop tops. Especially the straight boys. men. Especially the straight men. Crop tops, short shorts, and those mustaches. Mm-hmm. 80s were so gay. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and it was very straight fashion to look gay as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least there was uh, some defense of his wife. Keep your hands off my wife. Yeah, but that's dumb defense of your wife. Like, yes. That's the knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, no, you're going to steal my property kind of bullshit. Yeah. But maybe it was just the, the last straw of the you're a racist fuck and you're a terrible father and you have no control over your kids. Oh, and, and you're attracted to my wife? Fuck you. I'm going to punch you. Yeah. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Because there was a buildup of shit, at least in my opinion. Oh, no, like that this, shit came right out is... of the gate. Like, that, that that was, they showed up and the damn burst, it was over. Like, <sighs> it's just a matter of getting pummeled over and over as the water pushes you forward. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're caught in the curl at the front and it's just slamming you into the ground repeatedly. That oh, Those people were awful. Yet the guys who broke out of jail. Less awful. I guess. They're at least concerned that the baby isn't being breastfed. Well, that's true. Well, Dot was all concerned about the kid doesn't have a shot, doesn't have a doctor, they don't have a life insurance policy set up. We're not going to get into the vaccine conversation on this podcast. It's the wrong kind of podcast. Well, no, it was just brought up (laughs) in the sake of the plot. Um, One of the many, many, many things that she was concerned about and that dad has to do for the child because mom has her hands full with the child. Yeah, this is a very over-the-top out there. Yes. Before the Coens learned to settle down. There's a lot of exaggeration (laughs) in here, and it's... There's a lot of youthful exuberance. This is very... (laughs) This is very much an early work by someone who would later settle down, and... They found their voice. They did. But they had to really stretch. (laughs) They had to scream a lot before they figured out how to talk normally. Mm Not saying that uh, this is unenjoyable. This oh, is no, it's it d- absolutely delightful. It's just missing that touch that the Coen brothers have. It doesn't have that subtlety, yeah. that, that smirking knowing. There's a disconnect from reality in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like most Coen brothers are horribly connected to reality. but the, Yet they still somehow that... are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where I was going. Yeah. You didn't let me get there, Sorry. but it's okay. Um, yeah, this is 
that light tethered reality that they the later Coens have, this does not. This is very much disconnected with reality. This is too surreal. Yeah. But it's fun. This is the other side of the uncanny valley. Yeah. Most Coen brothers, the the best Coen brothers are squarely within that uncanny valley. It's real, but it's not real. And it's kind of unsettling because of that. This is just on the other side. This is unreal and unsettling mm-hmm. and just weird. I like weird. This is very weird. Mm-hmm. It's still a, uh, a fun ride and one that you won't be left with a sense of realness of at the end, like the uh, day no. with the Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I don't exactly remember where we're going or how this ends. I am completely clueless, so I, I know as much as think Nathan Jr. it catches up with them and they find the baby and... I would assume so. Bad things happen to High and Ed. I hope not. But then we had John Goodman and, and what's his name? William Forsyth. And that's it. They're a Chekhov's gun, I believe. I t- they got to be there for a reason. Yeah, we watched them crawl out of the mud outside the prison, so that's a waste of a shot. And then instantly like go to their trailer, which seems stupid. Yep. I just broke out of jail, and I'm gonna go nearby to my buddy's place. He's a former felon, and I'm sure the feds know where he lives. Of course they do. And they didn't think about that. You could still, you could stay for a couple nights. No, no, you can't. You probably shouldn't. No, you fucking can't. I don't care how much I know you and love you. Yeah. Your stolen station wagons parked out front. Yeah, there are better... Nope. Well, if there were better criminals, they wouldn't have been in jail in the first place. They wouldn't have had to break out. That's not necessarily true. They don't seem like the smartest of criminals. Well, the best criminals get caught periodically, and that's how they get better. Because A, they, well, learn how to not get, they learn how to better not get caught. And B, they learn how to be better criminals from the other criminals that they're forced to share space and time. And that's and true. Jail is an with. educational opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. But you don't get that feeling from the characters we've met in, who are in jail. No. They seem the exact same coming out as they did going in. We did have a trans woman. True. Talking about her menstrual cramps in a men's prison. Yeah, that still felt that was, that was it. surreally it, unbelievable. Yeah, and just it was, thrown in there for that bit of surrealism. <clears throat> it, it, it was basically a bad trans joke in there yes. for humor. And it was a throwaway um, line. Yeah. We're not going to see that character again. No. It was there for a weird laugh. Yeah. Beyond that, all the black people have been in jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't like... I mean, there were it, there was the kind of throwaway laugh to it, but it wasn't treated like there was something wrong with them for being that way. True. It's more the, the Which, feeling that the audience gets from that line. Yeah. But the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't like the Polish jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it feels a little progressive for the 80s. The fact that it was brought up at all. The fact that it was brought up and not, like, made to be blatantly like, ha-ha, look at the trans person. True. Although, kind of, I mean, that's kind of the implication by the simple fact that that's all there was there. hmm But it was not the crying game, for goddamn sure. Well. Um, <laughs> anyway. Want to stop digging now? Let's, uh... <laughs> Go back to turning your brain off? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll be back with our curtain call. And and reunited with the family. Yeah. The nuclear family will be whole once again. Well, that was cute. So it was really Utah all along. Johnny Utah? No, wait, that was Point Break. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> uh, there are things to like about that movie. There's things to question and be confused about, too. Well, it's a Cohen movie. Like, that's any Cohen movie, really. Mm, yeah, but this is less of a uh, settling into the confusion of reality sort of coen brothers confusion i mean yeah i i'm left confused at the end of coen brothers movies but it's no more confused than i am about life <laughs> this is out there enough that it, it it's still separated from life <sighs> things go off the rails enough that it's surreal i don't have a human connection to it yeah maybe it was the bounty hunter I don't know. I didn't need him in here. He seemed extra in more ways this than one. This whole movie is extra. Well, yes, and then add him, and that was too much. This whole movie is extra, extra. Um, it is a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, and it, it gives you a taste of what the Coens can do. Yes, it does go off the rails. Again, that's just kind of a Cohen thing. I, I don't think that's saying what you wanted to say about this movie. Well, normally when the Coen brothers go off the rails, they have their own path that they just went off the rails on. This just goes off the rails. There was no path. Okay, so you're saying they didn't take the path less traveled, they took no path whatsoever? They did not forge their own path, they just went off the path. I'm lost entirely at this point. This movie's got my head all turned around. Mm. And not in the good way that I usually get from a Cohen movie. Yeah. yeah. But at least I scratched fart on the walls. Improperly raised kids. Here we had a child that everyone who saw him loved him. <laughs> wanted to be the, his That's daddy. That's true. That was, that was kind of a weird thing about uh, Junior. Everyone just... Wanted the kid, fell like I don't know. I feel bad for the kid. No one had creative names for him. He's yeah, it was Junior. junior now no he's this what. Junior. No, he's no, this no, junior. no. He's, we're gonna call him this Junior. No, 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 no. He's gonna be this Junior. Whoever has kidnapped him, <laughs> kidnapper Junior. Yep, kidnapper Junior. That's what I want to name my kid. Okay, go steal a quintuplet. Hmm. Medical science will catch up with you. With a vengeance. <laughs> as soon as I can get myself pregnant, I'll have quintuplets. Wait, um, no, no bad. Too much. <laughs> there was an interesting scene at the end there. when I like that scene. Nathan catches them returning the child. And they're like, well, you, you have some good things about you. You brought the kid back. And, oh, don't worry about your own medicalness. Medical science will catch up with you. <laughs> Yeah, it did with us. Yeah. With vengeance. Not explaining this in the best way, but... No. He at least could sympathize with, well, we had similar problems, and we were able to have a miracle. It was interesting how forgiving he could be in that situation when he was very much not forgiving with his employees or the cops. True. It felt very out of character. I think he was caught off guard himself. Because all he knew was his kid was missing. 
there hadn't been like a ransom or any communication yeah. as to the whereabouts of this kid. And then all of a sudden he's just been returned. It was a very out of character thing. Oh, yeah. Especially when you build it up in your brain of who may have taken your kid. I guess that's you know. that's a valid point. Like, he's used to having to be the hard ass to deal with the people around him. Mm-hmm. And then he finds himself in yeah. this unusual situation where being a hard ass is clearly not the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, Suddenly someone did the right thing. Yeah. (laughs) What do I do? I surely can't yell at them Mm -hmm. or strike fear into their hearts. Like, what do I do when the people around me do the right thing? Mm -hmm. In the end, I think he did all right with that. Yeah, yeah. Sage advice. Go out the way you came in. Yep. Because we ain't buddies now just because you decided to right your wrong. But thank you for doing the right thing. And don't worry, it gets better, I guess. Then he has his dream, which... Oh, the dreams are just dumb. I, I mean... It, it feels like a cop-out. It feels like unnecessary expositoriness. Most um, Coen Brothers movies end on a low note with too much exposition. That's true, but this is particularly... This one's worse, yes. Yeah. Overboard. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they learned to tone it down after this, because that was extra. Not always. I mean, the way the Big Lebowski ends still bugs me. Hey. It's just the stranger exposing everything. Didn't yeah, need his opinion on the story. But it's Sam Elliott. Like, Sam Elliott can end anything for me. Just I talk at liked... me for a minute, and I'm satisfied. When that I'm ending happy. starts, it's really cool, <laughs> and then he just keeps going. That's the problem with it. Just like this dream, it just kept going. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It, it left more questions. So you do have kids. Lots of kids. And they have lots of grandkids. And, and you're still living in the trailer years and years later? Well, in a place like that, that's gorgeous, like I would. Yeah. You got everything you need. I mean, the, they talked about that at the beginning. Like, every day was... A miracle. They saw it as such and were able to treat it as such. But they had well-dressed kids who could afford to, I don't know, do something nice for their parents, like get them out of the trailer. I don't want to leave the trailer. The trailer's where all their happiness is. They All, all their happiness surrounds their lives at that trailer. Like, all those memories of having stolen a child. Yeah. And then having it stolen from them. Right. Just to steal it back. Good That's, times. Those are stories you tell until the day you die, absolutely. Who's, who did they tell that story to? Each other, over and over and over again. Okay. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> I want someone to tell stupid stories about our lives together, like, for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Like, come on. Don't you? I end up getting sick of the same stories. Maybe I'm a terrible person. I don't think you person. do with the I right person. Oh, well. I guess I need better stories. Eh. It's just the romantic in me. That's why I'm perpetually single. Aww. It's hard to find someone to tell stories with. True, it's hard to find someone who will listen. It's hard to find someone who cares. Exactly, because no one's listening. Well. You have to listen in order to care, but you have to care about listening. Yeah. Thank you for caring. If you're still listening at this point, that is. (laughs) If you wish to continue to fund Joshua's romances. They're cheap. 
Because I don't have any. Just like a subscription to our Patreon. <laughs> Cheap. We'll take anything, seriously. Give us a nickel. We'll be happy. Well, if enough of you give us nickels anyway. Just don't give us a baby. <laughs> I'd take a baby. Ask where it came from before you take it. Just, just saying. I, I'm not asking because the people I'm selling it to aren't asking Fell either. off so... the back of a truck. <laughs> Sound it dead center in the middle of the road. Twice. And like facing straight up the center of the road despite being set down sideways. Um, yeah. Regardless, be a patron so that we don't want to rob a bank. We could, you know. We have the means. Probably enough know-how to get away with it at least the first couple times. Then either get, way, we'll be set for life. Then we get greedy, screw something up, and but yeah, either but way. But either we're way, set we're life. set for life. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for helping us raise Arizona, Utah. Uh, uh, either way, I, I would not want my name on those crime scenes. <laughs> I may have helped raise it, but I don't like the outcome. I will remain anonymous with my gifts. I only sign the art I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. And we are never happy. Yet our names are all over this crap. Well, shit. <laughs> you found us out. We're terrible and we don't care. But that's all right. Hooray! Because we love us. And we hope you do, too. Thank you. And I really wish there was more to say about this movie, but there's just not. It's a mediocre Coen Brothers with a horrible, horrible mustache. On a surprisingly attractive Nicolas Cage. But it's still worth watching. I had fun. Just don't think of it as a Coen Brothers movie. Well, if you don't think of it as a Coen Brothers movie, it's real weird. Like, it makes sense as a Coen Brothers movie. I suppose. But not really as anything else. You'll still be disappointed that it's a Coen Brothers movie at the end. Maybe. I don't know. Watch it with no expectations. (laughs) We'll be back next week, or next month. With another 80s edition, and we're here every week with our regular Cracker Classics. For free! Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.